Sunday, Easter Sunday to you, Sarah. Sarah, happy Easter. Oh, happy Easter Sunday to you, too, oh, and to yeah. all of you listeners out there. It's it's definitely a rabbit hole holiday. I mean, I'm not a religious person, but, you know, it's a rabbit holiday, so I, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, you know what? Before, before we go any further, wait, first, how's your week been, Sarah? Let's check in. You know, it's been good. It's been you know just not it's been actually kind of lame nothing nothing exciting nothing exciting nothing exciting just you know the same old same old how about you um, it was actually, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm getting excited out of the fact that uh, I'll be back on Maui in a week. I've been, I've been traveling That's around. Right. That's right. That's right. Uh, I'll be, I'll be home. But uh, it'll be, yeah, it'll be good. I, I like, you know, what's funny is like I spent most of my, most of my formative years on the mainland, and now being able to like the pandemic kind of like called me back after all this time. I like, I'm no, I'm just happy that like it took this long to have the funds, the possibilities, the connections that I have that brought me back to Maui at this age and having learned everything abroad that I did. So then that way, like, I feel like I'm bringing fire back home every time. I think, I think you are too. Yeah, it's like a yeah. like I feel like it's a Prometheus story for me. It's like it's like I just I want to figure out how to put lightning in a bottle and give it to my people, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm excited. I'm coming home. We're gonna see some people. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna catch some awesome shows. Ugly. We're gonna get go see some of that yeah theater stuff that's going on. Um, but we're gonna tear up some stuff. When yeah, you're here. actually, absolutely, up. absolutely. So yeah, so there's a lot to be excited. I'm I'm excited about things. You know. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I wish I had more time in the world to do everything. I feel like some days, like, I'm kind of, like, melding all of my moments together in order to make it fit. But, like, blessed are the people who tolerate my insanity. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, okay. So we caught up on our weeks, but I did want to just, like, kind of, like, here, let's have our, let's have our, like, (laughs) this is, I I almost want to create, like, like segment jingles to like announce these things like they might happen like once in a moon or maybe we'll make jingles for segments that may only happen once or maybe there's segments I feel that like happen a hundred times definitely be happening yes yes yeah jingles. Jing- yes All for the jing- <laughs> yeah. but uh yes. like yeah so there should be like a kavika pops your bubble jingle right about here we'll remember <laughs> this in future episodes but do you, do you know where easter comes from sarah i know it's like isn't it a pagan holiday yeah it's a pagan holiday that's yeah, I know oh, yeah. I, was, I was always like, this is a pagan holiday. Yep, you th- can't celebrate it. And be like, oh, okay. That's where I will mm-hmm. kind of give the J-dubs credit. Because, you know what, even though they kind of take a lot of stuff off the table. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah. But it, that can, yeah. yeah. Now, that can be confusing sometimes because, like, are you saying Jehovah's Witness or you're referring to a, going to an upscale Marriott? You got to choose sometimes. <laughs> like, yeah. No, but usually when I say J-dubs, Jehovah's Witnesses, yeah. So, um, yeah. It makes them seem exciting and urban when they come up to your house instead of like rain on your parade boring. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm We're trying to curious. I'm trying to ups- I'm I'm giving them the upsell. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. What is everybody else's house too? What are they selling? Yeah, what, Nothing? Is selling? what are you buying? They're giving them away? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> it can be confusing. I can see that. Yeah. So um so you know, but I will give uh, I will give the Jehovah's Witnesses credit when they when they call out the blaspheme on the appropriated holidays. So like I mean, this is where it's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Not saying that like like religion yeah. is my enemy. I'm just saying more like 
the dissonance of misunderstanding the power of like what religion could be doing for you. Cause like uh-huh. from my uh-huh. more engineering and then like, like scientific friends who believe in the God stuff, which is funny. Cause like we all come from different places. Like how would you ever think that there'd be like a weird artist Republican Hawaiian that would totally be an atheist. But then like you could meet like a guy who's like Bill Nye, Mr. Wizard level, like scientist. And he's like, yeah, I believe. Yeah. In God. All your own, yeah. Right? yeah. So, so in that cosmic exchange, I'm actually friends with a couple guys like that. And they're very like literal interpretive slash like, the, the Bible's really just, like, fables, so then let's just take apart, like, what fables do. But even yeah. they they kind of agree. It's, like, we kind of, like, we should be recognizing, like, what are the 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 technical blaspheme holidays, you know? Because then, like, those really, like, dilute the quality of what religion can do for you. So it's, yeah. like, we kind of confuse children with a holiday that's, like, here's some chocolate eggs and some bunny rabbits. And then for, like, 30 years, kids are, like, uh, why why are there Cadbury eggs? And yeah. then, you know, and then it's like, well, little Timmy, um, we appropriated a pagan holiday and we just kind of took stuff with it, you know? Whereas like technically Halloween is a more Christian holiday than any other Christian holiday because like back yeah. in the era of when Christians believed that witchcraft was real, like that was I mean, that's at least like a West Coast common practice to a degree. So then when it like blew up, it's like, okay, it turned into a Hallmark holiday. But realistically, on the grand scale of things with Easter, it's just a way to like force a narrative by appropriating another one, which was really (laughs) funny because it's like it's 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 a fertility holiday, kids. Like that's uh-huh. all it is. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. So Yoster, as as it was called, I've, if I'm saying it right, somebody you can crucify me if I said it wrong. Ah, Easter jokes. I got more. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it was uh, it was all about this is the time of year where you're supposed to make the babies because mm-hmm. then if you have the babies just at the end of summer, they'll survive winter. So it was a, it was a pagan fertility holiday essentially designed. To, to teach the masses and that's what a lot of religion was and what people don't realize like before major governmental control and like bureaucratic regimen how did you teach people to form as a society parables because not everybody had cops not everybody had sheriffs in town i mean the lone ranger didn't appear until how many years into the creation of man so like i mean we kind of had to have at least like a rule book to go around that you could change the names and stuff so you know i mean that's i mean why why do you think like the story of muhammad and jesus are so close man it's just it's it's the it's it's an international ip okay the same way that you can get a mexican version and an american version of breaking bad it's the same thing with the bible it's just like someone ported the ip to a whole different concept i mean look at look at half of egyptian egyptian mythos like how much of that did they like steal to create the the christ story you know, and how many times did that exist even before? Oh. Yeah, yeah. And then and then even before the Egyptians, you had Zoroastrianism. And those guys had the same Christ theory. Yeah. I would so go with that. Yeah, right. and that's actually one of the that. first religions of all time. And not many people actually. What is it called again? Zoroastrianism. Zoroastrianism. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah. So that's one of the first Christ stories. And then, huh. yeah, and then nobody can really give, like, a full time frame on, on like, the difference on who really got it first on it. Was it Muhammad or was it Jesus? But there was enough guys fighting at the time over to decide whose, whose story was better. And then uh, eventually the New York Times uh, bestseller list was invented and we just 
proclaimed that the Christian Bible via the New York <laughs> Times was the most sold book <laughs> of all time. Yeah. So, you know, but there's a lot of good things you can learn from it, you know. So, like, I got to say, for what Christianity is trying to turn it into, for all my good Christian friends out there, I do recognize, hey, man, it's the he is risen period. Okay, we're Uh we're recognizing, like, death and life born anew, which, like, that's a cool thing to get behind on any level, be you, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah, be Christian or Jew or Muslim or, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, this is, this is, uh, there's a great parable to be learned from this uh, time of year. So, uh, whether you're celebrating Yoster and handing out chocolate eggs or you're recognizing, uh, you know, all the things that had to go into play to, uh, you know, make a man take on the sins of the world, you know, because that's, I mean, that's, I will have to say that for everything that, that is a part of it, what we can learn from this story is, you know, I mean, it, it's really, to me, when I look at it, it's like when people bring up like being Christian is is an effort of being Christ-like and like, would you be willing to die on the cross for your friends? Would you be willing to die on the cross for anybody in the world? Like, do you carry that mentality? It's enough to say that you would feed the hungry or you would clothe the cold and, and take, in, take in the poor and destitute. But would you die on a cross for someone? Would you take a bullet? Would you go hundy for someone? Would you go ride or die? You know, because that's really Jesus will go ride or die for you. Why won't you ride or die for Jesus? You know, <laughs> and yet again, yeah. I find myself proselytizing, even though I'm not a Christian, <laughs> <laughs> which is that that's also another funny thing that I find interesting is like, that's kind of like my premise from like, are you a good witch or a bad witch? When I look at Christians, you know, it's like, do you proselytize or do you not proselytize? Uh-huh. Don't do that, kids. If, if you're good, if you're good, they'll show up on Sunday. And if you're bad, then shame on you. Because Jesus taught you better. Anyways, moving along, it's Easter Sunday. And we actually have some PSAs and announcements and stuffs. So, uh, yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, everybody on Oahu and wants to take a trip to Oahu. Uh, the Korean Festival is back. And, yeah, yeah. So they're going to have their, uh, their 18th, I think it's the 18th year. Uh, uh, the it? Korean festival. Yeah. I mean, they took two years off for COVID. So technically this would have been like the 21st year and the Korean festival would have finally been old enough to drink at its own event. But, <laughs> but we we're we're just, we're doing a Thanos snap on the pandemic and we're just moving that one up. And so 18th year of the Ooh, Korean festival. Yeah, it's, the festival. It's free. It's free for free, free. <laughs> Free, 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 free. So, yeah, uh, but it's a one day this year. So, August 20th, 11 to 8 p.m. at the Honolulu Holiday Civic Grounds. All right, check them out, guys. Mikey Calendars. Uh, get on that Facebook event page. You know all the places. But it's coming back. Or just wander out into the street on August 20th and go, oh, Korean Festival's today. You know, that's, that's what I do half the time when some of the festivals I don't even know that are going on. I'll be like, oh. It's the strawberry festival today. We're we're going. Sure. All right, cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Also in uh community happenings, um Dr. Ku Kahakalao uh, and her daughters from Big Island, uh, using their personal mo'olelo and real-life experiences, will share a modern culture-based way of teaching and learning known as education with aloha. Um oh. they've got this really cool uh Education with Aloha Ecoversity thing that they're trying to put together a training program 
for young Hawaiians ages 15 to 30. I do like that Hawaiians age people different. They're like, you still a baby if you're under 30, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're young, mm-hmm. you're under 30. You know, you're not Kapuna age, so you're still learning, which yeah. even when you become Kapuna, you're still I'm learning. Up to 30 usually. I yeah, like but, that. But, like, I mean, we don't even crack until we're 60. Like, you get, like, I, I mean, I'm going to look this good for at least 20 more years solid. And then one day I go, like, uncle. I'm going to be, like, uncle weird, like, buck tooth everything, Hernando beer gut, the whole nine yards is going to come up. Anyways, but I slightly interrupted the song. I'm going to start from the beginning. Dr. Ku, Kahakalao, and her daughters from Big Island, they're going to do some awesome education with Aloha. And that's going to be Thursday, April 28th, 2022. That's right. This year, at the end of April, from 7 to 8 p.m. on Zoom. And you can register at ahawahine.org. That's www.ahawahine.org. Check them out. Check them out. Give them a listen. Uh, give them a watch. Make that Zoom call. Everybody. Everybody should make them. All right, and last but not least, uh, Maui On Stage Education and Youth Teen Acting Ensemble Workshop for kids ages 13 to 18. They got a, yeah, they got a two-week workshop coming uh, June 20th to July 1st. Teens will learn all the elements of working together as an ensemble. Registration begins Monday, April 18th, and that's uh, led by Miss Tina and Mr. Francis over there at Maui On Stage. So check that out. Send your kids. Give them something fun to do now that we're back from, you know, the apocalypse and trying to go back to normal. You should uh, even even though there's inflation, we still need to spend money on our kids and our kids are the economy and they deserve to go out. So, yeah, let's let's break the bank a little bit and yeah. give our kids something to do. Yeah. That's what else? What else we got? We what got- else? What else? Well, actually, um, we're still looking for uh, political candidates. So anybody out oh. there, I do, I do, I do have a form that's about ready that I could put up. But then I will definitely things learned from that past form for the uh, mainland talk story. I'm gonna make sure I put some phone numbers on there. Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, nice. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try to connect soon. I mean, really, it's not ramping up yet. And I know a lot of people like the second that you announce that you're running, you gotta start s- s- spending money on budget, or you gotta start planning your schedule, or you gotta start paying fees if you're announcing that you're running. So I know some people are waiting till the last second because oh, they don't have cash to run yet, bro. But they try running mm-hmm. a little late. Pennies, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Still Exactly. Well, out of all technicality, when you're running for local office, a lot of restrictions on there's a lot of restrictions on ad spending. So like case in point, like because I like I grew up in in California, so I learned a lot of California politics. So Uh um, big thing to like to think about is like some like local elections, which I'll look this up because we're going to have to get to know how local Maui politics works, guys. So that way you can really participate it instead of sitting on the. You know, on, uh, you know, Hana Highway and yelling at the trade winds because nobody's going to read your sign blown by at 50 miles an hour. <laughs> you know, I think if you guys really want to get some, I think the new thing is, is make a giant QR code that you can hold that's like, like 10 feet wide. And then for all the people who like are Instagramming while they driving, they'd be like, just QR code. That's what I'd do. I'd stop writing signs. I would just make QR codes for websites. If anybody listening, you could steal that idea. 
So so we're gonna we're gonna kind of explain how the local like candidate game works for certain positions in Maui because as I know growing up in California watching a lot of the stuff uh, that my grandfather participated in and helped out with some campaigns was that like in like some city council races you can only have like thirty five thousand dollars as your campaign budget. Oh, they put it. They put they put a number on it, but that doesn't restrict how much a super PAC not owned by you can spend on you. Oh, well, if you got. But then in that same aspect, how many people play that game ethically, and then how many people break that game to get their win? So not only will we uh we go over these rules, but we'll also t- teach you the loopholes that some of some of these people get around these rules. And if you decide to use the powers for good or for bad, well, I'll be there to congratulate or scold you. Damn it. Uh. And with that being said, damn it, we should probably leave for a little bit of a commercial break from our lovely sponsors over at Newsly. Oh, We live in a fast-paced world where many people are too busy to sit down and read books or news articles. But thanks to Newsly, you can now listen to the news you wish you had the time to read. By utilizing AI technology, a natural human voice reads you the news, helping you grasp the information faster and more efficiently. Newsly provides the latest news updates 24-7, letting you browse articles from topics you choose. It even has podcasts, including ours. And listeners of Rabbit Holes can get their first 30 days of premium for free, allowing you to enjoy an ad-free experience by using the special promo code in our episode description. So download Newsly today for free on iOS and Android or visit www.newsly.me so you can stay updated on the things that matter to you. Moving forward. Tough subject. I, you know, I it's been coming up recently. Um, there's not actually too many. It's really weird to me how little coverage we're getting in Hawaiian news in general. I mean, there was a, that Civil Beat article back in February. Cover it, yeah, because it's really not being talked to all that much, and it's a serious issue. Yeah. So, like, I I absolutely agree with you, Sarah. We have. Um, we have a huge sex trafficking problem here in Hawaii, and I'm not talking about like all you weirdo Pizzagate guys who think that there's like some crazy liberal agenda adrenochrome thing. We're talking about real, like a real problem that's affecting real people that can actually really be fixed, and we need to yeah. focus on it. So, um, not many people know the types of sex trafficking that actually go on in Hawaii, but we're not as vanilla as some parts of the world or even as some parts of the United States. I mean, not many people notice, but there are tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people that are sexually trafficked every year inside the United States. And it's not some dark organization. It's not some weird political agenda somewhere. It's not Hollywood. It's normal people like you or me on a street. It's moms and dads that sell their children. It's people short on money to buy crack. It's people who are just weird it's people who have no conscience it's people who get put into a corner it's people who get abducted it's people who get tricked it's there are are 
myriad of ways. Society has risen to a point of a cornucopia of choices when it comes to how it will try to beat you down or take you out of this world. And sex trafficking is is definitely a scary melange of of infinite pain. And it's it's affecting it's affecting Hawaii in quite a few ways. We we have younger and younger kids out on the streets and you can obviously tell that they're hooking. Um and the and the Johns are into younger and younger. You can just walk down Oahu streets and you can completely see exactly what's happening down there. Young prostitutes. Yeah, I uh you know, I mean, as we were uh, talking about this in advance, you know, I had to say like even like growing up as a kid like even the air down there has kind of changed as far as like the sex worker neighborhoods because like <laughs> it kind of felt like at a time where yes, there were pimps and there was like also you know, Eastern mobs involved and stuff like that. I mean, there was still more or less an era of, like, sex workers who are sex workers because that's not deny the fact that there are actually people who, like, do it as a profession. But it's really, like, it has really just 100% degraded into this direction of it is an owned and operated game by pimps and madams, uh, outside yeah. money, controlling people, bringing them in. But then you also have this weird contingent of local forces that are into it that are doing things that you're just like how you know like because there's there's some of these stories out here where i'm hearing of like there are crazy ass couples that have like a house set up in oahu and then they go out to like the midwest and they trap people in like a thruple unicorn relationship thing convince them they're in love with them get them to move back to oahu and the next thing you know they've got like 20 girls chained to a wall and they're all just like working as prostitutes. That's insane. Yeah. And this is, this is modern slavery. And these are the, like the craziest things that happen. Like think about this. This is, this is one of those upticks that I warned you about with inflation. Okay. Yeah. This is one of those upticks that I warned you about a bad economy. This relates back to people not getting paid. Well, this relates back to people like, not like our economy affects the the possibility of sex trafficking to a degree. I'm not going to say that it would 100% cure it, but I will tell you that like the need for a young girl to want to believe that there's an escape from something and believes that this like love bombing white knight and his wife really want to take her in as a third and the next thing you know it you're freaking Right? She must have limited opportunities. Damn, if that's what she's, like going for. Exactly. The the scam is now like convince someone that you can be their sugar daddy or their sugar mama and then lure them back to a space and then you know like a way out yeah yeah no it's no different than how you get this the sex traffickers that convince people that they can get them across the border into america you mm -hmm. know and then they get the, the other side and the coyote's like oh no dude that the ten thousand dollars you paid me wasn't for your freedom that was just to get you across but uh you got a hook for the rest in in san antone you know, mm -hmm. and so like people don't realize that like all the ways that this comes to be. But then the crazier yeah. thing to find out is that over time, um, there has been no change in in like the enforcing of these rules. As, as people have noticed that we have we've had an increase in sex trafficking in Hawaii, even though there has been a budget that has been given to these law enforcement agencies and you have task force that are being generated out of it. Nobody is taking the time to actually like make sure these criminals are tried and convicted. 
and they keep slipping through the fucking cracks because they either they either have enough money for good lawyers or there's not enough there's not enough change happening in the judicial system to create a scenario to convict uh-huh. these people. And then that's the crazier part is that we have we have people who are obviously pimping out girls, employ like taking children and putting them on the street and and yeah. ruining their lives and, and turning them into into slaves, you know? And then these guys because like it's it's how they how they try to try and convict them, how antiquated some of the laws are for enforcing in Hawaii because we have so many arcane laws that can be manipulated correctly, you know, but yeah. then try to rely on what nuances of law you can learn from the mainland and bring to Hawaii in this. But then you're still stuck in this, like, if Hawaii is really good at anything, as I've, like, found over time in being Hawaiian and having to deal with, like, family scandals and bullshit is that cover-up mode happens on both sides. Like, mm-hmm. like I think older Hawaiians have this problem sometimes where, like, even in victim mode, they're like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. So we're just, we're going to help with the cover-up because that's a shameful period on me. And it's like, being a victim doesn't have to be shameful. You know, why are we, why are we criticizing the victim for being a party to this? There was no, they, like, people don't understand power. They don't understand it until they're under a power. And then they don't understand what happens when that thrall yeah. occurs. You know, we have, we have yeah. a term for that in Dungeons and Dragons. We call that thrall. You know, that's a, that's a level of, of, of power that someone has just like staring you in the eyes, talking to you, convincing you of things. And there's something that comes in that, in that whole seduction period, whether they offer you a forbidden fruit or they offer you an opportunity or they convince you that they're going to give you something else. And then they turn you into this. And so I just, it's it's a very heartbreaking thing to notice that there's there's no there's really no effort going into getting these people put into jail for good. That's crazy. There's a budget for it. There's like people hired for it, but nothing is actually well, getting done. And I think in a lot of cases, just just like any other like legislation on the mainland, we have this problem where <laughs> ideas come up, and then because the local local establishment can go get money for their police force, but then convincing to change things in law or to upgrade the law. They got to go to the state level. So like Oahu as a county can put together a task force and then potentially get funds both locally or federally, right? Okay. But then trying to convince all the islands together to create the right, judicial platform to convict all these people on by either introducing new laws, new bills, whatever. I'm bored for that. Gotcha. Yeah. Or they have to even just think about planning for that. Cause I see this in a lot of smaller cities throughout, throughout the country is that you have, you have things that are going on that they don't know how to enforce, but then the state hasn't prepared for that. Cause they haven't had it yet. You know, what's, mm-hmm. what's going to happen in a state that has never had a bombing in it. How, how much how much do they have to create? Meanwhile, there's states that have crazy rules that protect the weirdest people. And then, I mean, like speaking of like just like what's going on wrong in sex trafficking, because there's even like it can come from anywhere. Like that's the craziest part is like it could be your friends. It could be your neighbors. It could be some weird guy on Craigslist. It could be your dad. It could be your mom, you know. And then like the craziest part about that is like in in the whole legislative system, who's crazy enough to protect those people? Because, like, case in point, there there are laws in the South 
that essentially protects your rapist if it's your dad. No. Yes. Wait. And they managed oh. to they've managed to get this into bills in the past and in the present. And so and so there's there there's actual like letter of the law stuff that says uh you know if it's if it's uh statutory rape then hang him high. But if it's your uncle, he can force you to keep the baby cuz he could be one of your legal guardians. Yeah. No. So they're like yeah. So you like there there are states in the south where like if if someone in your family rapes you you have to keep the baby. That's that's how backwards the system is. So this is where like the the shame factor of being a sex trafficking victim and then that's what's so hard is like you have women, children and even some cases young men who are being put out on the street like a piece of meat. And then it becomes a way of life for them. And then they don't understand how they're just bred into it. And then they're, you know, and, and they're pushed into these behaviors. And then when mm-hmm. police pick them up or uh, people see them on the street, then it's like, it's shame on them. And you don't realize it's like, that's her, their, their chains are invisible and you don't get it. Like they're doing yeah. that because there's someone that's going to kill their mom, or at least they believe someone's going to kill their mom. Or they believe that they're never going to make, like, think about, like, it's one thing to be trafficked in the United States because there's escape routes in a lot of cases. You could run off into the woods and keep going for days. But, like, how the fuck do you escape on an island? Uh-huh. I would think it's a much harder program to break that cycle. But Absolutely. I think, But I think just like rabies, it would be just as easy to snuff it out. There's a certain point to where, like, I mean, wouldn't it be great if the only people? Exactly. There's only so many that could be on the islands. Yeah. Exactly. They should be able to yeah, hone down no, on it. I really think that, like, in the case of sex trafficking, we could treat it like rabies and just nip that shit in the bud. And if we did it right, mm-hmm. that stuff could never come back. I think there are a lot of things yeah. where we, as an island culture, we are blessed enough to have that separation from the mainland that if we could really bond together and work on these things. And I think that a lot of them are connected. So in some cases of we could be turning down part of the trafficking by fixing the economy because then people don't have a thing to resort to. But then at the same time, if we could be looking at what are the easiest convictions we can get, you know, go for the ones who are taking the kids first, save the kids. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. I hate to say like, I don't, you know, I don't know how long some of these people have been trapped. Maybe some of them been trapped since they were kids, but like, you know, rally everybody behind something first that everybody can get behind. Because when you go, they mm-hmm. took our children. People are like, no, nobody can take our children. So let's fucking get up there. Let's fucking, like, yeah. get angry, go to City Hall, and get our kids back. Because that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's an important place to start. Like, who's, you know, and it's, and, and I'm not saying, like, you know, people just mount up and go out there and think, like, pretty woman, you can go and fucking change somebody's life. and just No, you need to, like, help out, like, in your community, find, find that outreach group that actually works with traffic victims. You need to find out from, like, your local police how you can report on something. Because in some cases, like, if you see something, snitch on those assholes because those aren't your friends, all right? Like, don't snitch on your friends, but, like, people who traffic other people are not your friends, all right? So I don't care. Like, if somebody out there knows something, say something about, you know, someone being trafficked because it's not – that those aren't good people, man. If someone's going to sell a kid, you know. Evil. Yeah, that's just downright evil. Yeah. So I think that, like, I mean, to a degree, it's not – It's I don't think it's being talked about enough because if we're not seeing new legislation to help it – to help the enforcers, 
you know, it's that whole law and order feature. So, like, if we're able to, like, get people in cuffs, we have to ensure that, like, if they really are as bad as they say they are, then how are they slipping through the cracks and not going into jail? You know? Because, uh-huh. like, I mean, we're w- wasting so much time on incarcerating people for the wrong things. How are we not incarcerating people for the right things? Right. Like, we're letting We're letting actual pedophiles go free. Meanwhile, like, fix half of the meth problem by going, you know what? It's legal now. You know, because how much of that would just like ruin the economy of everything that it was like, look how, look how much, <laughs> yeah, look how much the economy got ruined for like everybody in the illegal weed trade for like the first five years of, uh, you know, legalization. But no, I think it's that same thing. Like there needs to be, needs to be a certain degree of like paying attention to the legislation side of things of how we can put together enough, uh, you know, just teeth. For, for prosecutors and judges, you know, like, I mean, apparently either, like, the defense lawyers are really good or or their job is really easy. It's one of those two. So how, how the hell are we, like, are, are the, do the prosecutors not know what they're doing? Are the judges way too soft? Like, these are things that I think that, like, we should be looking into and we should we should be questioning because, like, if there's not, if there's not enough work going into this, who is it? Because, you know, it, it's, it could be anywhere in the middle of all this that this link is getting lost. Is this link getting lost because there's cronyism and corruption that's contributing to this? Or is this getting lost just because of apathy? Because there's so much other stuff to worry about that they're like, oh, sorry, we didn't get to the sex trafficking victims this year. Because we had everything else in COVID. Sorry, Rona got in the way. And it's like, guys, we can't use the excuse anymore if there's other problems in the world. Like, we got to yeah. be able to take on got to be able to take on everything all at the same time. Like, I know it sucks, but, like, we have to be prepared for the fact that, like, the sky is falling every day sometimes. Like, it's just like, you know, we're, we're right now the history of the world is in, like, every year is a new Avengers movie. We're not going to get to an Iron Man movie anytime soon. Nobody's getting any solo adventures. We all have to stick together. We have to fight the big bad as a group. And, yeah, so, like, we're we're, like – we're at that point right before like Galactus arrives. And I think that like in some way, like there are some people that are stepping above and beyond. And I think that like a lot of the sovereignty groups are really helping by trying to create uh, sustainable models, uh, looking out for each other, providing clean work, you know, being able Uh to just like get the world to integrate and talk again and participate in Aloha and see that there's, there's better, healthier ways to be living than, like, getting sucked into some of these other things, you know? And I think that that's, you know, a part of, like, the bigger conversation beyond beyond sex trafficking, beyond drugs, beyond the alcoholism and everything. I think there's a lot of stuff that we should probably be looking into in the community that, like, how do you, how do you use the resources around you to bring off stress in certain areas, you know? I think that there are some churches out there that would love to be pointed in a better direction if they could connect. I think there's a lot of good nonprofits that have the right intent and they probably just need their message expanded. So we should be, you know, looking for those people. I'd really like to be able to like find if there's any like, you know, how many how many sex trafficking nonprofits are there that that help in fighting this in Hawaii or in the country or in the world, you know? May oh man, you know what? There's that that crazy like an ex-Navy SEAL dude in in America that, like, he goes and he helps with, like, child trafficking and stuff. There's a couple cool documentaries about him. Whoa, he sounds cool. Yeah, What's I his think name? It's Tim Ballard. Yeah, Tim Ballard. Yeah, that's his name. Check him out. He's really cool. Yeah, he, he like, 
he's he's probably one of the most active like actually goes in like he gets like private wet work contractors so like he takes the kind of guys that normally like the democrat war machine would send to go like kill a dictator after wasting 11 years uh turning someone else's country to shit instead he Uh takes those people and puts them to better use and they go like kick down doors in Nicaragua and save kids from being trafficked like we need guys like that yeah he's like he's He's like yeah he's like if dog the bounty hunter and john wick were one person cool yeah yeah that guy's a real like fucking like world hero as far as i'm concerned oh he's got quite of uh films too oh yeah yeah he's got a few films yeah Yeah. no he 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 does like psas he's done amazing interviews he's done big talks like i follow him on nearly every platform like he's like when i i like late night found one of his documentaries on amazon prime and like he's he's doing a lot of good He's doing a lot of good, you know, Rain is doing a lot of good. That's why, like, you know, I'm really big about doing those Rain PSAs on here. Because it's just, it's, I mean, it's it's a huge problem. And then as we go, at, like, stress to society is a really weird thing. We're going back to a more misogynistic point in American culture, which is crazy. Like, we've become cancel culture awareness level woke. But then at the same time, we're, like, getting blowback from the people who hate getting canceled so they're breaking rules in other areas so they're like okay well if i can't say racist things i still want to see terrible things about women and then they go and they do it and then everybody's like yeah who cares about women you know black people aren't funny anymore because they make as much money as we do now but women who cares you know and i think that's where a lot of the discredit goes towards female victims in sex trafficking you know and how many cases you've got like whether it's in the university system you know, because there's, you know, that, oh, my God, there was that uh, that, that poor girl who exposed um, that uh, that sorority that was essentially just a, it was created as a slave unit to a fraternity. Like, to the point to where the sorority actually had cheers about going to bed with that fraternity, and none of the girls knew why. And, like, that stuff was made up by the fraternity for the sorority sisters, like, the leading ones to just condition those women into just being like servitude waifus for all those guys what the hell who was this i don't know shit yeah no you gotta watch yeah i was listening uh i'm I'm gonna go back and listen to her whole podcast but she showed up on a on a show that i like that i listened to called a little bit culty because some of the stuff that they were doing was like cult practice level stuff and yeah, this is just about his twin flame universe, which I have been finding some new stuff about the TFU. And so we're going to have to talk about them because those guys are technically sex trafficking, too. So it's like and that's the thing is it's, it's showing up in guru culture. It's showing up on the streets. It's showing up. Gangs are getting back into like heavy prostitution and pimping like we it's like you're gonna see it increase as stress on society occurs so whatever we can do as a society to not only just straight out look out for these people say something help report these crimes try to figure out what we can do in in getting people mounted up in the prosecution and the judiciary to like actually follow through and make these people serve time and you know maybe get these girls home and save some lives yeah you know it, it just i mean there's so much to do and not enough time in the world but folks like i think this is something that like can we start here i mean there's actually like far less people being reported as traffic than there are homeless people so maybe maybe that could be our first number to like solve maybe that should be like our whole theme for a season like maybe in in your idea earlier of saying like a whole yeah. season 
I think you know next season we we could dedicate that all to like let's let's try to create our first quest to complete like if you know if people really want to talk about like creating social change and action through like platforms and stuff like that like let's Uh let's use this platform correctly like not only should we be promising like a fairness doctrine level of the news to where like i'll tell it like it is even though i may not agree with it and then also like we need to be able to like journalistically go out and solve something you know because it's not always solved by the courts it's not always solved by the court of public opinion as we know now that like cancel culture doesn't really have any teeth you know so if 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 we can't cancel a pimp if we can't jail a pimp then i guess we need to go out and just point at the pimps and scream pimp at them until the cops get them off the street yeah or like we're gonna figure out a way to do this and we're gonna figure out who who can hold these people responsible and if there's anybody that's mucking up in the middle, they better not be, or else they're going to serve time, too. So, um, yeah, I, I just think that if there's if there's anything we can do to, like, help help relieve those stresses in, in any way, shape, or form. So we need where I think it's going to become a mission, like, uh, as, as we wrap out season one in the background, we're going to take some time to go looking at all the things that we can help or at least bring light to to like let's let's get like up-to-date numbers on what's actually happening in sex trafficking in hawaii where where we can start you know even if it's just like like classic classic maneuvers to impose on these crimes because like what a lot of people don't realize is like there's some interesting things that like some of like the old union teamsters used to do or like even the black panther party was like how do you create an environment where sex traffickers can't operate. You put people uh-huh. out on the street next to them. So then if, if we if we had a whole mob of tutus that just would hang her out at the park next to where they like try to put the kids for sale, then sooner yeah. or later, you know, like, you know, it's it's sooner or later it's it's gotta get noticed, it's gotta get talked about. So if we can create ways to just like have an access for them to get out or at least have their story heard. I think that that's, like, a journey we need to go on. Like, I think that, like, the things that we're learning here in season one of this show is, like, what what's going to be our journey for the rest of, like, the next, what's what's going on for the next ten years? Because we're just going to have to dedicate a whole season to something until we solve it. And then maybe even a sequel season if it doesn't get completely solved. And then we just stamp it out. Like, let's just, let's go for the ride and see if we can go just, like, shake a few cages, rattle a few bars you know use this platform for something more than just like smiling for a camera and asking for instagram likes you know i like it i like where you're going i like that and with that being said uh here's a little psa and we'll be back in just a moment Get help. It's never your fault. It doesn't matter what you were wearing, what you were drinking, or what you agreed to in the past. Sexual assault is never your fault. Support is available 24-7 through the National Sexual Assault Hotline. Call 1-800-656-HOPE or visit RAIN.org. That's R-A-I-N-N dot O-R-G. Remember, it's not your fault. Uh, 
yeah, he- heavy, heavy subject on the last round, but I feel it it definitely need to be brought up. Um, and it's kind of like uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna power through these next couple of heavy things, and but then we're but then we're gonna go into ridiculous slash still kind of heavy. Like, why isn't the world giving us a break right now? Like, like end of 2019 was you thought you were gonna get get away with murder, and then 2020 happened. It was like, no, everybody, you gonna sit in your house, you gonna hate each other for two years, and then 2022 shows up, and we're like. Yay, a moment to breathe. And then it's like, uh, 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 you didn't say the magic word. And we're like, please. And they're like, no, the word is not please. It is submit. And then it just starts raining crap <laughs> even more. And yeah. So, we're kind of being hit in all directions, huh? Yeah. It's a typhoon Direction. of terrible right now. But you know what, folks? It's a typhoon of terrible. We're going to weather this typhoon of terrible together. We still have to face... <laughs> The reality that's in front of us, we still have to recognize the crazy that's going on. Sometimes we might just yell about it. Sometimes we can try and solve it. Mm. Yeah. Um, so uh, things getting solved right now on the mainland. Um, North Carolina just uh, dropped uh, Mark Meadows uh, from the voter roll amid fraud. Um, people, no. don't, people don't understand. Uh, he, he, he was... Uh, a staunch member of, of Trump's cabinet and uh, Republican. So this irks me to say that yet again, from the party that brought you, we need more voter laws because people are double voting and dead Democrats are voting. And, and why do black people get to vote? And they do this. They do this. They, 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 they kvetch about like people who are actually getting real votes in. And then they turn around and, like, Republicans are the first ones statistically to, like, put in a dead person's ballot, to uh, vote twice and try to have double residency in other states or uh, register improperly or just turn in extra ballots that they they leave unsigned and hope that maybe, like, they're in one of those counties where a bunch of old people are like, oh, well, we should just count them. And then, you know, so like all of the biggest voter fraud scandals have actually come from Republicans historically. And it's, yeah, by the numbers, like I hate to say this, like I'm not very proud of my party when it comes to this, but by the numbers, Republicans tend to cheat at elections more. I mean, we just got done talking about Trump last week. He was like, yeah, I wish I could have been there for the overthrow. And then he turned around and was like, I don't know what a burner phone is. And it's like, bro, <laughs> you used like 100 burner phones to get on Twitter during your like first year in office because they kept taking away your phones. And you joked about how you got, I've got phones everywhere. And it's like, bro, you know what a burner phone means. Don't, silly, silly, silly. Just stop being silly. Like- yeah, Ooh, no. Who are you fooling? Who yeah, are you who fooling? are you fooling? Okay, who? like, no, no, bad, bad dog, sit. No. Uh, yeah. No. So, uh, so yeah. So this is this is kind of a important thing that we need to be discussing because, like, right now, like, this is where like I divide from my party and I ally across the line. There are not enough fair voting laws throughout the country. There's been a lot of gerrymandering over the years, which means that some counties have more control than other parts of the state. You have way too much carpetbagging going on. Like, as much as I love the GOP, the problem being is that, like, if you're going to win, you have to win fair. There's no point in just robbing people. And then that's the crazier part is, like, the Republican Party, those that are still playing the Trump game, even though, like, for you folks out there, like, most of the party has moved on. Like, 
the the national convention is looking at options well beyond Trump and well beyond Pence. Like, I mean, there's enough. Like, I think it's dumb, but they they're, they're like, who is Ted Cruz an option? It's like, dude, I would rather I would rather have Jeb Bush draw a chalk silhouette of himself, and that rules the country instead of Ted Cruz. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I would rather have an empty box of cereal in charge of this country than Ted Cruz. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, there, there are greater Republicans that you could have. I mean, I really wish that Buddy Romer would have become president. Like, I mean, he picked the wrong time to run because, like, he was running early against Obama. And then it was like, no, we're going to let Mitt Romney go. And it's like, boys, nobody's going to like Mitt Romney. All right. Mitt Romney's family doesn't even like Mitt Romney. Like, no, dude. And then so I felt so bad for Buddy Romer because I was like, you know what? Obama not only deserves it, but he's going to get it and he's going to be a clinch and it's going to be a cool historic time for our nation. We need to respect that and we just need to come together on that one. And then Buddy Romer was like, I can't win this fight. So I'm just I'm going to check out like somebody needs to call up Buddy Romer and go run for president. He's like the Republican Bernie Sanders. Like, I really oh, think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I re- he was the governor of Louisiana. Um, through some of the, like the craziest and toughest times, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, I really think that Buddy Romer would be an amazing choice to go uh, to go up again. But I mean, I think he's also getting kind of old and he recognizes it. But yeah, no, we we just we need to find a few a few good men and women who can actually like represent the party and not be crazy, not hand out mm-hmm. tinfoil hats, right. not cheat on their taxes, and not cheat on on voting. And then try to impose those same rules against people who are actually being honest, just to make it hard on them. Um, on the flip side, though, uh, now that we've talked enough about white collar crimes, uh, in in the land of like just urban problems right now, which is like sad to say, like using a turn of phrase, like I know, I know how like biasing that phrase can be but it's it's actually like this is where the problem is lying but i understand why the problem exists because with inflation becomes an increase in petty crime so um there's there's an investigation going on at the lapd in in california and they are kind of like they're leaning themselves to believe for what they've been releasing to the press is that um there are gangs throughout LA that are actually now giving out orders to like follow people to their homes after watching them make like a huge purchase at like a jewelry store or something and they're like teaching like low baller busters how to get into bigger crime and rackets and this is also leading to people getting jumped, hurt, and potential mortality problems here uh so I will have to say, like, this hasn't been completely confirmed by the LAPD, but there's been enough footwork into suggesting that per their undercover resources and the things that they know about, like, how well that they track crime it's in LA. pretty organized. Yeah. Mm. And gangs are very organized in LA. For, for what for a time I did spend up there in my Disney days and my... They're just kind of upgrading the game, huh? They're just like, all right, no more little burglaries. We're, we're, we're going for the rich people now. Well, I think this is... Well, I think this is just as the same as the 80s and the 20s. Like, crime gr- crime goes through these phases. Eat the rich. Yeah. You know, the working class people who say eat the rich don't know how to eat the rich. But then criminals are going out, and then they're doing it. You know, and it's like, mm-hmm. 
to some degree, you're like, hey, that's kind of like uh, Robin Hood justice there. But at the same time, you have to be like, no, these people are getting robbed at gunpoint. These guys aren't, like, giving money back to babies. They're probably running this money to, like, the Sinaloa cartel for drugs, you know? Oh, yeah. So, like, this yeah. is something that, like, whether you're on the mainland or you're even, like, anywhere else in the world, I think, like, we just kind of need to be aware right now, a little more vigilant of our lives. I'm not saying to, like, trust people less. But I think we also need to be prepared for, like, there's, I mean, with the way, like, we're looking at this inflation bugging through just a little bit longer. And then we've got, we've got, people have to realize, guess the next, the next gas rise season's coming up because we're hitting summer. Like, we always see a gas price increase during the summer. And then it's an election season. So we just had war inflation, summer inflation, and then there's going to be election inflation. And then oh, wow. on the horizon, most of the guys that are looking at the market right now, they're they're really like, it's the climate's looking towards a recession, like just on the heels of whoever takes office. Doesn't matter if it's incumbent uh, Joe Biden or whoever comes after him is going to be holding the stick of a recession after a major inflation period. So like people are going to go for this huge fight to make more money, and by the time that they all have that money, the money's not going to be worth jack. So that's what you really have to think about now. Like, don't work yourself too hard. Expand your credit line. That's going to be worth more than tangible cash for poor people. Understand this, folks. Your line of credit, even though, like, that interest rate may be high sometimes, that line of credit will provide more for you than a savings account because savings accounts for people who have less than $25,000 in a savings account don't make shit. Okay? What's 1% of $24,999? $2. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, that's it. Like, I, you know, like, it's $24. Like, oh, great. Cool. That's nothing. Like, you want to make, like, real dividends like Wall Street jerkwads do and be sitting on a pile of money? Go out there and get yourself some credit and maintain your credit. Like, look at Donald Trump. You want to – I'm going to tell you anything that he actually did do, right, was – his whole career was based off of buying and exchanging credit. That guy's never paid a bill in his life, and he became the president. Think about that. Okay? Mm. He still hasn't released his taxes. Every other major Republican has had no problem going, yeah, here's my taxes. But he managed to gaslight an entire community going, what do you need to see his taxes? And it's like, dude, because like fiduciary responsibility is a sign of whether or not you can command an entire nation of more than 400 million people and their lives. A whole bunch. Everybody is now gonna. He is now emblazoned as legit. Yeah. Ass. Yeah. So if you put assholes in charge, people are gonna look up to those assholes, and then they're just gonna want to be an asshole like that asshole. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not cool. So like, it's yeah. It's 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 giving everybody a bad name. Yeah. All right. I I think I've had enough about worrying about the adult world, and I think we could uh, we could be talking about um, other things. That, you know, and it just kind of like. It kind of fits in with our early subject about sex trafficking because, like, this this whole, like, male, like, we're hitting, like, a new misogyny wave in America and, like, like first world media society. Uh, just, like, I mean, like, like I've been saying a lot in some of our other conversations is, like, I do not, I do not like colonial American filmmaking because it, it decides that everything has to, like, sleep together or fuck like everything why do you 
everything. Why do like it? Just it's weird. They find way for like kids to have unnecessary romances in movies now because there was no like it's okay if it's Twilight. Cool, that's made to be a romance. If it's a Hallmark movie or a Lifetime movie, cool. Somebody's getting laid secretly, even though it's for a church crowd. But yeah. you can't just be like we're gonna go, we're gonna go, you know, save the world. But then in the middle of it, we're gonna like oversexualize somebody. It's just like why? Like why did this have to happen? You like I feel like the story. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just throw Who are we selling this it. magically to? So like, so in, in, in our gossip section this week, um, Millie Bobby Brown. For those of you who don't know her, yeah. uh, she grew up as eleven on Stranger Things. So we've watched. This child grow up. I, you know, the sadder part is we had this. Phenomenal actress, yeah. I mean, we had this same problem in society when we had the Hermione grows up conversation. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, and I'm sorry, I can't remember her I name for the life. Little room. girls have been sexualized in Hollywood since. I mean, remember Blue Lagoon? I mean, good lord. Yeah. No, and, and then that's that the thing. one was yeah. real bad. No, look at yeah, Blue Lagoon, Lolita. Like there's, there like I mean anything by freaking Woody Allen. I mean, shit. Yeah. I mean, it's literally like you can go through every one of his manuscripts and it's 47-year-old guy sleeps with 16-year-old girl. And then mm-hmm. like, and then when it finally gets to the studio, they're like, Woody, Woody, um, that's statutory rape. You should probably make that 19. All right, I guess if I have to, but she said she consented. You know, and it's like, Ugh. ew, no, Woody, bad, bad. This is why, like, this is why, like, I don't give a crap what anybody says about, like, but Woody's such a great guy. It's like, dude, the proof is in the pudding that he was a weirdo from day one. We let this guy yeah. get away with, you know, and so then that's the thing is, like, we have it from directors in Hollywood. We have it from fanboys in Hollywood. We have it from even other women in Hollywood who are like, well, what did you expect? You know, I mean, that was the crazy part when I saw this, like, and, like, even the comments section on other news feeds were, like, Women were like, well, she got into Hollywood. She, shouldn't she just expect that this is going to happen? Oh, my God. She was a little girl when she got into Hollywood. How can you put that on an 11-year-old? Like, you should have known, 11-year-old, that you were going to be sexualized. Like, what? Yeah. That's and then that's, so And that's not fair to her parents to have to, like, yeah, you know what? I will say that you and I, as as people trying to be parents while while navigating this industry because of the things that we know as mm-hmm. as talent and as producers – there's there's a level of like our bullshitometer knows how to protect our kids from that but yeah the problem is is like some people like to a degree just get to grow up and they're unscathed because they get to be on great sets in environments with great people but then eventually the internet rears its ugly head into position and the eclipse occurs on the day that they turn 18 and every weird ass dude on Reddit is like, ha 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 ha, I don't have to deep fake things anymore. We can find a sex tape yeah. somewhere, bro. Rule 43, man. And, and that's just like, that's the crazy part is that like, there's Gross. this part of male culture that thinks that it's okay just because, well, no, she's 18, she's got to deal with our shit. And it's like, yeah, but that's tasteless shit, bro. Yeah. It's not, it's not like, and then, and just it, it bugs me because like how many of these people like how many people are brothers? How many of these people are are fathers? How many of these people like are are uncles, are, are nephews and freaking like other auxiliary fam- family members? How many people have people like this in their class that they decide to call their friend yet they're openly stating on the internet like uh girl had it coming uh you know grass on the field play ball. And it's just like how is this still a culture? How is this still an allowed thing? 
to like right. say that yeah, we let... how it's like so socially acceptable to act that way and not be like shunned or canceled. Yeah, no, well, I mean, case in point, look at most of Hollywood. Woody Allen, nobody cared about Woody Allen. Okay, and then, yeah. and then look at Charlie Chaplin. They did not care about kicking Charlie Chaplin out of the country until he decided he was a communist. So, like, you could be a pedophile, but not a communist sympathizer. That's that's a, that's that's America's perspective. That, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a lot right there. Yep, yep, yep. It took it took it like oh, you diddle twelve year olds on set. Well, at least she was playing eighteen in her head, right? And then they're like, meanwhile, commie sympathizer, get him out of our country. It's like, bro. You had like six years ago. Uh, is that my baby trial? And that's the crazy part. Is like think about this, okay? Before you were born, Cosby was in the news regularly for some of this shit. Like guys like Hugh Hefner, like Ada Lovelace, okay? And I'm not referring to the the French woman who like is the mother of computing. I'm talking about the the porn star. Ooh. Yeah, okay. Linda, Linda Lovelace. Yeah, or whatever. Like, but anyways, yeah. So, but there. So, like, that's that's the craziest part. Is just like all the things that like have happened throughout history in the public eye, and you could just straight up get away with it. Like, you could be heavily misogynist. You want to see something terrible? Go watch like blooper reels from the '60s and '70s from news, uh, freaking broadcast, primetime television, anything. And you will see at least half of them are just disgusting, like, dirty man jokes that are considered okay to the point to where even, the, like, the women are laughing. And then you as an evolved person are like, I wonder if she's doing that just to fit in. Yeah. You know? And then, or you just, you can watch the cringe in their eye, but then they have to fake it because, like, they're all held hostage <laughs> by somebody. Like, ha, 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 yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So, like, yeah. so I, I just, like, I mean, I, I, I think I've said more than enough in the opening statement about this, but I, I really think I, I'd love, I love your opinion, Sarah, especially as, as being someone who's grown up wanting to be an actress and a producer and then having to, like, deal with all of this, too. Your thoughts? Oh, my thoughts? I mean... Yeah, everyone's got to deal with it. I've dealt with it. I think every young girl has dealt with it, even if you're not in the public eye, even if you're just, oh, you know, not Millie Bobby or, yeah, Millie Bobby Brown. Like, everyone everyone deals with it. So, I mean, is this something that you feel like just as much needs to be fixed, like, in the industry, or is it something that we can fix in the fan culture, or is this something that, like... How, how do you think, like, at least from your perspective, like, what can allies do for the cause to actually, like, just, like... I think people... just speaking up about it, like, her just speaking up about it, more people talking about it, you know? I think that's... I mean, what else can we do besides just bring it up and Back. bring attention to it at this point? At first, people need to be aware of it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we're all aware of it, but it's really not like, it's not, we're not hearing it from the people. Like, this is what it's doing. It's messing me up. Like, she was literally like, this is really gross. And I'm just a young girl having to deal with life. Yeah. And like, I have to deal with gross guys, like sexualizing me at the age of 12. Like, what the hell? Yeah. No. And it's like, there were already people that were sexualizing back then, but now it's like, 
how how much heavier it and now gets. it's okay because she yeah. turns 18 yeah, yeah it should all of a sudden be okay at 18 it should just not be okay to be sexualizing people like constantly yeah. regardless of Age. Yeah, this isn't like I mean I don't get where like America went back to being just horny teenagers again and like there's mm-hmm. just no like no no modicum of respect because I mean yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with like a lack of the family model like I think that it comes as just as much in churchy sectors of life as it does from heathenist oh sectors absolutely of life, or just like, yeah. yeah I think probably happens the most too and it's just not talked about you know and more just like shunned more you know pushed under the rug yeah it's pretty messed up scary as a mom that's for sure well um i i think i think there's definitely there's more that's going to be said about this in the future because i mean this isn't this isn't the first kid who's going to be growing up on screen we're gonna see a lot more of it, like and like I said, like I mean, this is a conversation that kind of happens like every time like an iconic series happens with kids in it, like we've kind of yeah. like, we're kind of conditioned. And then now they grow up and, and grow up, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like I don't I don't want Hermione to grow up because then someone's gonna like ruin it all by like taking it all away and adding, why does everything have to fuck in America? I'm just it doesn't it doesn't work. Like why why does it already? Yeah. yeah. So no, I don't I don't get it. It's it's weird. Yep. Nope. Um, but in other Hollywood news, I guess like on a more like shade side of things as far as like what be going on in Nickelodeon world. So like did you ever watch the Kids Choice Awards when you were a kid? Yeah, yes I did. Absolutely. Back when they still like slimed everybody. Do they still slime people at these things? They have to, right? I don't know. I haven't seen it past five probably five ten years but i'm sure they probably do that was like that's like what they did they're yeah. known for that right i don't know maybe like post-covid they don't they don't i don't know we'll find out but uh apparently like jojo siwa didn't get an invite or her invite got lost in the mail right and i think that's kind what? of weird because like she was just like she was like their poster child and she was nominated. Yeah, so it's really weird, but so I think that this might actually like, I I have a weird feeling that like either a we're gonna get the whole like I don't know how you didn't get invited thing, but these are things that's usually like handled pretty well far in advance. So I I think that like something that we may find out that might take too long to get to to actually finding out is that like with all of these corporate changeovers of who owns what company, I think in in this whole like. Viacom, Paramount, Supermove thing. I think some uh, talent and voices are going to get eaten up, and it's going to be a sign of like whether or not they're pushed aside because the ideals of the new ownership, or whether or not, or whether or not they're just getting thrown away because they're not in mind for in the budget. But I really thought that like JoJo Siwa was probably the most progressive thing that Nickelodeon had done in a long time. You know, I think so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I thought it was, like, really their way of just, like, trying to, like, show pe- show kids that they could be whatever they want to be. But then at the mm-hmm. same time, like, I was really surprised that, like, JoJo Siwa managed to do it in just a way that, like, like even, like, Christian moms didn't immediately, like, uh-huh. like knee-jerk and go, ah, what is this? Is this the, one of them lesbian girls doing things? Yeah. No, because, then, like, yeah. you're just like, oh. <laughs> But I well to say JoJo Siwa did like a really good job of like how do you 
how do you just show that you're a person? And she was trying to constantly just be marketable to everybody. And she uh-huh. also has a style that doesn't like really like sexualize her, you know, just like in the same way that like Billie Eilish is on the road, you know, it's just like, I'm just trying to be a comfortable person because like the whole world sexualizes me. So why not like, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, I'm open about my sexuality, but it doesn't have to be something that's like contention of me as a sex, you know? So I think that this is, I am hoping that the conversation like continues on this and something. Cause like I, from like a corporate, like fixer perspective. They're going to have to address it, right? I mean, she's made a public statement about like, I don't know why I wasn't invited. Everyone's going to be like, so Nickelodeon, like we need yeah, answers. But she's Bye. not that kind of person that goes like, I wasn't invited. She's like one of those people that's like, so I wasn't invited. And then people are like, <gasps> you know, because she says it so nicely type of kid. So I like, I've never really taken her as like a brash person in the news when she talks anything. Well, that and like up until uh, this but point. Her fans and everybody's going to be still asking, even if it's not for her. Like, yep. no, probably- I'm, I'm sure there's conspiracy theories they're- on YouTube already. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there's probably like a whole like whole section like from QAnon about the JoJo Siwa thing, and then there's like secret numerology in there or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, uh, yeah, I think that uh, crazy, 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 crazy week. A lot of stuff to absorb there, folks. Um, before we end here, hey, we want to make an announcement uh, on behalf uh, of our parent company, Manava Cow. Uh, there are uh, four different castings right now uh, looking for talent, uh, multiple backgrounds, ages, you name it. It's a cattle call, kids. Like, I, you know, we're, we're trying to get uh, everybody out here. If you're, It doesn't matter what island you're on. And at this point, we want all the Hawaiians we can get. So, heck, even if you, uh, you stay Portland or you might be in Yonkers, I don't care, man. Send us... Uh, Send us your uh, your auditions. If you got a reel, send a reel. If you got monologues, they're asking for monologues, comedic and dramatic, uh, for great different projects coming from different writers uh, from Maui. Uh, we got a an awesome uh, action epic series, a comedy series, uh, kids movie, and uh, a heartfelt drama. So there's a lot to choose from. Great stuff for your reel. Uh, there's uh, definitely big talk of making sure that these uh, these films can get their union signatories, so that way you can get your union days on it uh, and everything. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, if you'd like to learn more, you can check it out at Manava Cow on Instagram or on Facebook. That's M-N-M-A-N-A-W-A-K-A-U. Or uh, you, can, uh, you can follow Sarah or I on our respective uh Facebook and Instagram in the notes. We'll make sure to put this stuff in the show notes too. Um, it's a simple Google form, or if you're having trouble, just hey, email us. You can email the show. You can email Sarah. You can email me. I'll, you know what? Just to make them work, I'm gonna actually put the casting producers on this, and and maybe John, John, are you listening? We're gonna make you answer some emails just for fun. <laughs> so yeah, so if any of you guys out there got the acting bug, this is definitely a great opportunity for people looking to get into the industry. It's also a great opportunity for people who are seasoned that want to get a little higher on the call sheet. Um, these are definitely like uh, trying to be just as much as great job opportunities as great artistic endeavors. Uh, just a way to rise up the competition in filmmaking. So we're, we're hoping that it's going to be a, a great show. 
um, and uh, lots of good on the horizon with that. And with that being said, we'd like to thank you once again for joining us for another fantastic Sunday. Hope you guys have a wonderful Easter or Yoster or whichever crazy uh, pagan or Christian holiday you celebrate. Uh, Sarah, any kind words for the folks at home? Just happy Easter, and thanks for hopping on today, guys. Absolutely. Thanks for hopping on. Aloha. <laughs>